Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Believe in SMU podcast episode, I think this is six or five, one of the two, I can't remember, I've already lost count, we've only been doing this for a handful of times. Appreciate y'all for listening. Absolutely, we are back in the Venture X studios, high above the metropolis of Castle Hills, the colony, Texas, USA of America, of the world, sitting in front of me. Is my co-host, my my co-pilot, Brian McCann. What's up, Brian? It's me. I'm here. How you doing? Oh man, living the dream. This is my favorite time of year because it's actually cold. I hate the summer, so it's it's getting cold. It's slowing down. Life's slowing down a little bit. Yep. Yep. Stress kind of weighs goes down a little bit more too. It's just good 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 times. Football's in full swing. Baseball's over with. We don't have to worry about that. Getting into basketball season, that's my sport. Feels like fall. I love it. I, oh yeah, I feel. I love it. it's it's <laughs> it's hoodie and short season right that's now. It. Hoodie and short season, <laughs> favorite time of the year. Oh man, so much to get into. Of course, I want to. I want to. Yeah, what's up? Before we get going, I want to say this episode is brought to you guys by Lot and Block Real Estate Group from Compass. Um, they have agreed to sponsor us, and so we want to give those guys a shout out. We appreciate it. Looking out for us, taking care of us. Yes, taking care of us and giving us this uh, wonderful studio time that we were uh, we were hoping that we can continue going forward uh, from our last episode because man, we sounded so buttery smooth <laughs> on that post and everything like that. I was listening to it as, and then the episode before, and it's like night and day difference. We got that smooth jazz voice going Absolutely. on, and the, and the good vibes and the good mics and all that good stuff. Headphones and everything, no no delay. I don't sound modulated and everything, so it's good stuff. But man, two things I wanted to touch, to touch on. One, what is up with infrastructure and Chick-fil-A? Why is it always in the worst part part of any type of blocks? I, I drive down Main Street here in the colony, mm-hmm. and there, I don't go to Chick-fil-A. There's better chicken out there. But I I look at their parking lot. It's just a cluster F. I don't <laughs> get it, man. Like, do they just say, hey, what's the worst place we could squeeze in a Chick-fil-A? All right, I want it. Times two. Right over here? Right over there. Here's what I will say. They get those cars through there quickly, though. Man. (laughs) They are efficient. They got that customer service on lock, for sure. But (laughs) they are in the worst spot. At least here in the colony. You have a Starbucks right next to it, and it's in a Walmart parking lot adjacent. It's just terrible. Yep. Second thing I wanted to ask you. We talked. We kind of joked about it. We, you know, spending fifty large, and we would be doing an album and stuff like that with Scott Storch and all that crap if we were doing, <laughs> if we were spending that much money on just one studio session. We kind of joked on it though, and, and it, you said rapping skipped your yes. your life. Did you ever though record anything, or did you freestyle? No, 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 no. That that wasn't me. I would that sit and listen and hype up everybody oh, else. Yeah? No, no, no. That wasn't for me. No cap. I did. Yo, yeah? Yeah. So <laughs> not only would I do the the beat, especially the grinding beat, because everybody can do that with the pen. Oh, yeah. Lunch table. Yeah, absolutely. The pen and the lunch table or anywhere the, or a wall if you could. If it was loud enough, you can get that clap and the, the, the bass going. But not only did I guest feature on with uh, some friends up in Louisville during high school, I did it again in college just for the hell of it. And right. Just wanted to know if you actually, like, actually put – bars to to wax no not at all not at all interesting Interesting. i was sitting listening i was that was as far as it went for me gotcha all right guys we're gonna get into it we have uh, brian i know you were heated after saturday we're gonna kind of oh to kind of backtrack on the sponsors if you are interested in sponsoring a a podcast episode or just getting your name out there and throwing us some some dollars we would love to be able to do a sunday reaction episode as opposed to doing two and one. Absolutely. So if you're out there listening, we've already got one. We appreciate them. Again, they, who are they? Lot and Block Group Real Estate. We want to get another one so we can do this twice a week. We want to have a we want to have a podcast dedicated just to the reaction so we can just get all the energy get out. Get it all out. Get it all out of our system and not dwell on it for three days. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> and then have this time for looking ahead to whichever team SMU is playing. Absolutely. But in this instance, in this hour, or however long this podcast episode takes, we're going to be talking, we're going to get Brian the floor. He's got a lot to talk about, (laughs) a lot of uh, steam coming out of his ears. I even felt it through a text message. After, after, I don't even remember what text message it was. You went silent. I'm like, yeah, dude's mad. I was hot. (laughs) I was hot. So we're going to talk about that for a few minutes, and then we're going to get into SMU and uh, 
Memphis. Memphis, thank you. And the Week Ten preview, and just whatever else that we want to we want to chop up about. Absolutely. All right, man. Floor is yours. Tell me what you thought. Oh boy, boy, boy. Um, unfortunately, we got those questions answered about the secondary. We've been saying we didn't know, mm-hmm. we weren't sure, mm-hmm. and now we know. They, they. What was, what was the uh, coach said? They were who we thought they were. Yeah. Did, insert the Dennis Green drop right now. But they are who we thought they were. That's it. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah. Um, it, sitting watching, it was just it was frustrating. Even from the first drive, you see it. They're throwing over the defense. They're running rub routes and rubbing the guys off. Mm-hmm. And just as a defensive guy, it just drove me crazy. First off, you're in cover four. I was taking notes as I'm watching the game. They caught the first deep ball down the middle of the field. I think it was a post route. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, we were in cover four. And I'm like, dude, come on. You can't. can't get you, got, you got one job. Be deep Keep in the defense. Front. That's it. Keep him in front. That's it. And it seemed like every time this quarterback – Clayton Toon, I'll, I will never forget his name. Every mm-hmm. time he threw the ball and they moved the camera, somehow Houston was behind our secondary. All first quarter, it was just expose that secondary. And credit to Holgerson and that coaching staff My for gosh. seeing the exact same thing we were worried about. Yep. Because, damn it, man, those SMU corners cannot cover. The secondary, you you, you just texted me saying that they're not, they're not trusting their eyes. Nope. Right? Nope, they got bad eyes is what it bad is. Bad eyes, they're that's not, what it they're was. They're not trusting. They've got bad eyes. they got bad they're eyes. They're looking in the wrong spots. Is it, a, is it a reaction thing or just being out of place, or is it a combination of all those things that are just making it look as bad, making that game look as bad as it was? It was, I'd say a combination of all of it, right? Your eyes are bad, so it gets you out of position, and then you're chasing or you're behind or whatever it may be. Looking at that first drive, they caught the first deep ball. It was in cover four. If I'm not mistaken, the safety on the backside should have been pressing up Mm -hmm. and his eyes were bad. He's looking at something underneath and he definitely should have been able to come across and help. Don't get me wrong. The other safety who gave up the pass should not have been underneath (laughs) the receiver. However, he was trailing like a like a corner, right? Like he got burnt on a a post and he was trailing like a corner. And that's your if that's your safety, you've got problems. Right. Absolutely. And then even on the first touchdown, uh, you'll notice um, Clayton missed the first touchdown. I thought he had the guy wide open over there in the corner of the end zone. And it had been starting well before they got to that point. But when we were manned up, we got our guys on the same level, which makes no sense. If you're going to man up, get your guys on different levels. Mm-hmm. And we weren't. We were on the same level, and they were rubbing us off every time yep. you, you turned around. I'll take the first touchdown catch, though. The first touchdown catch, their guy was better than ours. We had good coverage. Mm-hmm. He was there. He was on them. Good throw, good catch. That was the one Dimbo couldn't cover, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. Into, yep. onto the, the, the left side of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but it, they gave up that big play. Yep, that's that's what set them up. That's that's what sparked it. That's and what as hurt soon it. as soon as that happened, you you're already back on your heels as a secondary. You're like, yep. crap. Okay, it's it's going to start. And Dell, is that you know? Yeah, Dell, Nathaniel Dell. Man, he he. I'm surprised he didn't set NCAA he, records. Any more records? He set his own records. He, he, set he had his own. He, he had personal highs on everything: catches, touchdowns, yeah. yards. Right, but he, I. I don't know. I'm credit to SMU's adjustments in the second half. Well, even in the second quarter, in the in the second half, because they only allowed Houston two field goals, right? And Fair a touchdown point. in the second and third quarter. Fair point. Which I was going to bring up um, as looking looking at the the coverage. A lot of these guys were pressed up, right? Mm-hmm. They're coming down, they're pressing up, but not getting hands on them at all. Yeah. And at that point, you're just sitting in dead man's land, right? Yeah. Yeah, as a corner, I mean, even as Joe Schmo me knows, I, I didn't play college ball. I didn't play NFL ball like you did. If you are going to play, play press, you have to get your hands on You have to. Otherwise, you're toast. You have to. You're, Absolutely. Otherwise, you have to back off that, that coverage right. and, and just hope that you anticipate right in which kind you of route. get your eyes right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm surprised. I was. I thought he was going to set NCAA records the way he had started off. The way and he started I mean, out. Even the game, it was touchdown, three and out for SMU. Touchdown. Uh, down knee wipes out a big play to oh, – to, That uh, was the run, wasn't Brindley. it? Yeah, that got him down to the one-yard yeah, line. And he hurt his ankle on that play again. Hurt his ankle, Got came out. He, came, he did come back and play, which I was happy about because I thought he's done. Right, there's this one play that he's going to get this game, and he's hurt again. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure enough, he did limp, but he came back and he played. Came back, yeah, looked then, good when he was out there. And then Houston scores on that 48 yard touchdown. That's that's the deep post. That right? was what it was. Yep, yeah, yep, the yep. deep post at 48 yards. 
It's 14 nothing. SMU does nothing again, and it's a 50-yard field goal. It's 17 nothing. Thank God they scored on that Curly touchdown. Yep. Because they didn't there. He was moving. Well, yeah, <laughs> Curly, Curly is fast. He can fly. He, yeah, he can, he can fly. Yep. And thank God Tanner can, can throw it too. But had they not scored that touchdown, I think, before the first quarter ended? We were, we were getting ready to be in a world of hurt. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, not, not saying that they wouldn't have scored that in, to begin the second quarter, but it's just something about at least not being down 17 after when the you're first quarter. you looking at that scoreboard. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you're, three, you're one quarter into it, and you're already down three scores. Man, absolutely. that's much different than being only down two scores, which is just a field goal and a touchdown yep. at that point. Yep, yep, yep. But it's just uh, there's another big pass by Houston. We get a field goal, 20-7. to seven. SMU has to punt after a sack. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston has a fourth and one. They fumble. On the we got the big one. fourth down stop. Got, to, got a couple of plays. And, man, Slade, Matu. Matu oh, my gosh. He, so he had a, he had a, he had a fumble, <laughs> recovery fumble recovery and that that leap and, and jump. I have never. Remind I, me of the old uh, Roy Williams play. I think that was better than Roy Williams. It was better, but it just that was the first thing that popped in my head when Ray I saw he it. he left over him. Yeah, because yep. maybe maybe Roy's uh, in the in the against Texas was better because he jumped over and and did the Superman and do the Superman and then got the strip sack yep. whatever this was this one was uh, we'll give we'll give that one uh, second place but that I thought it was a hell of a play because they needed that play yeah it was big. they were moving it was huge right then yep but yeah I mean we 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 found out who they were and that was after the pick wasn't it oh yes that so was right that's exactly right yeah it's so it's I have my notes all scribbled in chicken scratch um, <laughs> so yeah we have the Houston methodical drive. For uh, and then the DPI, um, which is a bad call. Was that the one that was in the on the left side? Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was pretty iffy. I thought at yeah. best. Um, and then they get a kick a field goal. No, they score a touchdown. Excuse me. So it's thirty seven thirty four after SMU had taken the lead, weathered that storm, that early storm, seventeen nothing. They had taken a thirty four thirty lead. There's a touchdown by Houston. Mordecai's and then intercepted on the next play. Then the next drive, Houston has to punt because you have Slade's leap and and and, and deflect, up, right. and then SMU punts. Imagine having that play and then having to punt, right? When the game is in the balance, right? And then Houston punts it back, and then you have the field goal that ties it, and then you have the kick return. Now, ironically. I if have a remember. lot of thoughts about the the way this game ended for from a X's and O's standpoint. Right. If you remember, I think it was was it the third quarter where I text you what's going on with the kicks? Why are they all over the yes. place? Yeah. I, I'd asked you about that because generally he kicks them out the back of the end zone. We don't get returns on them. We don't got to worry about it. And that's how the announcers kept speaking about how good you know Brendan Hall. Was. Yeah. No. How dangerous he was. And I'm like, why are we kicking the balls landing on the floor on some of those? And I'm like, dude. Kick the ball out the end zone and quit giving them a chance. I, I want the. I hate talking bad about a kid, in college and in high school levels. But Brendan wasn't good at Springtown mm-hmm. in the couple of games that I saw. Mm-hmm. Very inconsistent on his punts and on his kickoffs. It's doing the same exact thing. It's hard. Imagine being six eight and having to do something at an activity that is one foot off the ground. Right. All the time. That's right. just. It's hard. I mean, mm-hmm. it is a physiological impossibility to be consistent just because of how long his day. I mean, his legs are probably longer, taller than I am. Right. And I'm six foot. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, you texted that, and then he kicks it. So he had some short, and he had some long, and some right in the middle. He's wildly inconsistent the as, punt, a, as a kickoff specialist. all over the place, too. We had a few punts that were super short. Yeah. And I guess that was their attempt to not give it to the return man, maybe. I in that situation at the end of the game. Okay, so let's go back up before we get to that. Marcus Jones kickoff return to walk it off. Knife in the heart. Oh man, that was so disappointing. I was I wanted that game needed overtime. It deserved it. It deserved it. It also deserved that ending too because that was a special ending. Just regardless yep. of how how yep. it ended out, that as a football fan, that was enjoyable to watch from from second quarter on. It was the most enjoyable game from a strictly uh, football perspective. Yeah, but as an SMU fan, oh, it was awful. But here's, I love Dykes. Dykes is Dykes has done a great job here at SMU. But there are still some. You scratch your head and wonder like, what in the hell are you thinking? Okay, so SMU is driving to. Uh, hopefully tie the score or go to win it at the end, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
You have a fourth down call coming up. It's fourth and one. Is that what it was? I think it was. Fourth and one, fourth and two. Um, you're lined up. Houston calls a timeout. No. And then you come no, out. And the then you SMU come out. called a timeout. That's we what it was. We called a timeout. We called a timeout and changed our minds. And then came back with the field goal team. If you were going to do that, let the clock run down. Exactly. You let the clock go as far as you could. If it's, you know, I mean, if it was. Because if we miss it, the game's over anyways. It doesn't matter. Exactly. So I'd rather not give them opportunity to potentially have a kickoff return. And this is what everybody on Twitter was screaming about as loud as they could as they typed. Why call a timeout just to kick the field? Why it change your sense. mind? Go sense. for it. If, yeah. if that was your initial thing and then you call a timeout to just to change your mind, go for it. Still, right. maybe you change your play call, but you just you still go for it. Absolutely. Because everything is in you have you're putting the pressure on them. They're 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 back their backs are against the wall to, to preserve this this very small lead. Don't don't right. you're you're bailing them out at that point. Yep. And and then and then you don't tell your kicker to either squib it or kick it out of bounds. And I don't know if he tried to. <laughs> Trying didn't get it done. It didn't but get he, it done. A guy who had eight kickoff returns in his career for touchdowns to yeah. that point had one last week, which set a TDECU, whatever the hell it's called, stadium, stadium record, record at that time until Massey's 105-yard right. in that game in the third quarter. Why? 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 Who is, ta- who is talking to him saying just kick it? Right. Who's not saying kick it out of bounds, squib it, kick it to that guy? I want it off of you know the the the, the front guy's chest. I don't care. Right. I do not want him having it. And simple as that. He gets it and didn't even get touched. Just flying. He, well, Hall touched him. He, he touched him. He I'm touched sorry, him I as he was falling down. But he's he's twenty five <laughs> feet tall. He should be able to touch him. It's just just so much bad X's and O's and execution at the end and right. just. You had the opportunity in your hands to it was there. to at least force overtime. But, but we shouldn't have been in that situation in the first place. We should not have. We when we when we came storming back and we took the lead. Mm-hmm. On, no, no, no. Was it took the lead? Yeah. So Massey had the kickoff return to start the second uh, half because we were down. Remember, we we tied it by the end of uh, near the end of the so, first half, twenty to twenty, and then, then Houston the made made a field goal to make it twenty three to twenty. But that's a win. Being down seventeen nothing early and only allowing them six points at that point after they had just the defense had been torched, mm-hmm. you know that's that's a win. You're essentially at zero zero, and the Massey kicks off uh, has a kickoff return to begin the second half, and it's twenty seven twenty three. But then Houston, a methodical drive, it was they wore out that defense. It was gas for the first drive of a second half. I never want to see a defense that gassed. It was it was tough. I don't know how. It was tough. You just had a 15-minute break. <laughs> it was tough. How? They But Houston had the ball a lot in that first half, and defense was just tired. They, they were tired. Granted, yeah. like you said, they did just come off of halftime, but if you're looking at the amount of snaps that they were taking, they were on the field a lot. They were, they were definitely testing their conditioning if they weren't doing anything else, for sure. I don't know, man. And, it's... and then you, you missed the extra point. I was like, yep. When you missed the extra point, to me, that was one of those things where you're starting to kill their spirit, right? Mm-hmm. You're starting to say, hey, this is what SMU is about. This is mm-hmm. who we are. This is what we do. And then yeah. you missed the extra point. That would have been – because I remember, I remember typing up a tweet after they had scored the uh, fourth down touchdown to make it 20-20. to 20. I was like, all right, SMU's up 21-21. Uh, that was 20. it. That was it. We've, we've, and then they missed it. I'm like, oh. Damn it, man! Come right. on, Mazza. Yep. I just, just little. Th- I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, sometimes you don't execute on the field, and it happens, or whatever. But coupling with the way that they started, and the way they had fought back, missing that, having the electric return again by Massey, and then it, it just, he just fart and fumble down on the ground to that's, end it. It's a tough way to go. It's 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 tough. It's a tough way to go. Can we? I, I've been uh, pretty tough on defense. What'd you think? How'd you think Mordecai looked? I'm going to say it again. Mordecai, if you're listening, you're probably not. But it's okay. I'm going to tell you anyways. Maybe mom is listening. <laughs> Maybe daddy's listening. Stop throwing off your back foot with the hero throws. Yep. A couple times, uh, 
I think we had one. Was that one interception that he, he had the one? Yeah, the one interception. Back foot trying to make that. But I don't even know what he was. Who he's trying to throw it three to? Three Houston guys yeah. around him. Wh- it, one of them was going to get it. One of them, <laughs> whether it was tipped and 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 you had a tip drill or just clean. There's it, three. I mean, usually it's it's a little hyperbolic when you say there's three guys around him and he and and the guy was covered. But this guy. Within a, within his catch radius, he yeah. had three Houston defenders around him. That was no way it was going to happen. Yeah, I'm not sure what he saw, uh, what he was looking to. He looked a little he looked a little uncomfortable to me the whole night. Starting yeah, he, out, he looked uncomfortable. Got into a rhythm there, kind of in the middle of the mm-hmm. game. But even as you're looking, when we scored the, I think it was the second touchdown. To was that the second touchdown to Rice, where they motioned him across, they hit him behind the line of scrimmage, and he you know walked in pretty much. But he missed Calcaterra earlier. I think mm-hmm. on the first down, on the second down, wide open. Yeah, so that was a different. Um, I think that was a different drive because you had the fifty-yard swing pass to Siggers that made it twenty to fourteen, mm-hmm. and then well, I think it was well before that when he missed uh, Calcaterra. Yeah, that, that but was they, they were they were on. they were first in in red zone. Yeah, and he just he, he short armed it. Yeah. Why? There was nobody around him. And he made him turn the other way. He was running the corner route, and Calcaterra had to mm-hmm. open back across his body to try to get a hand on the he, ball. Yeah, Calcaterra was looking for something maybe over his head, shoulder, or whatever right. to hit him in stride, and Mordecai forced him to turn back into the middle of the field, and it just glanced off his finger. It was a terrible throw. I mean, again, again, these are kids. I understand, but still. like He just looked uncharacteristic of himself. It, did, it didn't look how, he, how we've seen He looked like a guy who was trying to hit, uh, you know, 20 pointers with his throws. Like he was trying to make up the entire deficit each and every throw and it, and it cost him right. um, a couple of times. And granted they did, they did make a comeback and they did tie it and they had a chance to, to, to the, to the team's credit. They did. They fought back. They yeah. were very poised, very composed. They made plays when they needed to mm-hmm. up until the end, up until the end. It's <laughs> boy, that if that's not a tombstone script. I don't know what is, but I mean, it's, it sucks because now any thought of a, I'm going to transition. Any thought of a college football uh, playoff bid by going undefeated uh, is out the door. Yep. Um, Based off of two things, obviously, the loss to Houston, which granted, again, credit to to the the, the, uh, line makers who said Houston is going to be a good test. Everybody said Houston is going to be a good test for SMU. What just happened? Man, microphone. This microphone. Nice. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to stay still. I'm <laughs> yeah, it's that it's that it's that football strength. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> uh but um what was I saying? Oh yeah, so you have the loss to Houston, which is a good Houston team. Vastly underrated, it appears like, or SMU is vastly overrated, however you want to split it. Then you have the, the college football playoff poll. The yep. initial one came out yesterday. You have some hot sports opinions about it. I was pissed. I didn't like how, one, Cincinnati is number six. Six. That made zero sense to me. And especially when you look at they have a top ten win on the road. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, you know, that was, you know, for SMU that kind of got rid of any hopes of maybe being invited into a playoff. If Cincinnati isn't even in the picture at this point, we had no chance anyways. It didn't matter. Yeah. there was. We, we could have won out. We could have beat Cincinnati. We could have beat Alabama, and they would have made up a reason why we wouldn't have got in. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. it's uh, For those who are uninitiated, it's Georgia, Alabama. No surprise there. Michigan, Oregon. Uh, Michigan State. I'm sorry, Michigan State, Oregon in the top four. Mm-hmm. First two out are Ohio State and Cincinnati. So basically what the what the pollster said was Cincinnati's top ten win is less impressive than Oregon's top ten loss. That's what happened, yeah. That's, that's basically the same thing with Alabama. Or actually, excuse me, Alabama had an unranked loss. To, right. And well, that's, I, that's still better. I saw a tweet from Not Sports Center that said Oregon had a good – top 10 loss and Cincinnati does not have a good top 10 loss. So yeah, that, that's the logic behind yeah, it. Yeah. It's, it's their, their top 10 win is not as impressive as Oregon's top 10 loss. That's simple as that. Doesn't make any sense. And then Oklahoma, while they may have had their struggles against, uh, everybody, everybody. Well, not, not named last TCU. Week. 
not just last <laughs> week. They had a pretty damn good. Um, they had showing. a good showing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, against Tech, I mean, so did Texas, and look where they are. Right. Um, but they're undefeated. They're number eight. Wake Forest is undefeated. They're number nine. It. Uh, I. I, I don't get it anymore, man. I knew it was going to be some craziness when I saw I think twenty through five, and I saw some three loss teams in there. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I. I I, I was so happy when they decided they were going to do this plus one model of a college football playoff because I knew at some point it would then turn into a maybe an 18, 12 right. team bracket. But basically what this first initiation, again, we have how many more weeks? Five more weeks or so? of yeah, four, four, four more weeks of this playing out. This is all just made just because they're projecting right now. This is what they kind of project the finals to look like. And so they're kind of positioning them in that front. However, it's it basically just cemented the fact that this is a Power Five only. You have to have already had skins on the wall invite. Simple, simply put, because Oregon's been there, Michigan State hasn't, but Alabama, we all know they have been. Georgia, of course, they have been. Ohio State's right there. They're they're going to be waiting in the wings for Oregon or Michigan State or Alabama to fall off. Simply put. And that's the thing I don't like about it either. Without even giving SMU or Houston or UTSA or UTSA any love, which UTSA is out of conference, but they're not even giving Cincinnati the option to say we got another top twenty-five win under our belt yep. to try to move inside that that top four. Yeah, the athletic had uh, David Ubin, Ubin. Uh, I can't remember his name, last name. Uh, so I apologize. No, 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 nobody at me on that one. Um, <laughs> But he had a pretty good inside look into how the the, the committee functions. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a pretty good a, a piece on there on the athletic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just like maybe ten points or so that he went, goes through, maybe thirteen points. I can't remember, but it was it was a pretty interesting look. And yeah, it's I, it, at some point where it's, the college football playoff is not going. I, I've gone from they're going to expand it to twelve to this is only going to be a P five thing type of thing, right? And the, and it may not even be P five moving forward. It might only be you uh, uh, Pac twelve, Big Ten, ACC, and the SEC. SEC. It might right. just be a P four, with you know how people feel about the Big Twelve moving forward. Mm-hmm. If that's going to be a legit Power Five. I know they still have their their points or their their rights or whatever it is that that they do to be able to be included into it. I know they still have it up until the the TV deal is up in twenty twenty five. But that could change. Right. You never know. I don't know. Uh, it's. I feel like that pendulum is going back to the, well, this is going to be more uh, exclusive than right. it is going to be an inclusive thing, which sucks. Because at w- why then if you're the group of five teams? like What are you playing for? Exactly. You're, just, you pl- you're playing for? for the best not great bowl. That's it. At that point. You're and playing I for the holiday bowl? I don't, no. I don't know what more Cincinnati could have done. Like, I, yeah. I don't know what more they could have done. You could say you want style points. That's fine, whatever. But, but that was supposed to be what the BCS was for, was style points. Exactly. And that's why we got away from it, because someone's style points was much different than this person's style points. But there's no way a computer can compute that. So it had to be eyes. And then we were trying to take away the eyes from people and being biased by going to the computer. It was like, this, this hand's eating the other hand, and just, what are you it, doing? It, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It wasn't fair. I was I was thoroughly annoyed with watching it last night because they're not, like you said, it's 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 members-only type thing. Mm-hmm. It's the members-only. And you didn't even give Cincinnati a chance to try to, and even they were talking about it during the during the show. They were saying, you know, this is, this is going to be the peak for Cincinnati mm-hmm. because – you look at, you know, Oklahoma State has Baylor. they got Oklahoma State they've got to play. Mm-hmm. You look at all the SEC teams who still have to play each other and all of that. They're like, oh, they're going to get leapfrogged, which is it's not fair. It's not right in my opinion. Right. They did what they were supposed to do. I could understand it if they didn't have the Notre Dame win. I could at least understand the argument mm-hmm. somewhat with them being there mm-hmm. because you don't have anything to measure them against. But when you look at them beating a top-10 team, on the road, mm-hmm. and they're undefeated, mm-hmm. and they like, come on, what are we doing? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I hear you. You are preaching to the choir on this one. I just, uh, it's it's downright dumb at this point. Uh, you're you're pretty much just going to say, all right, if Clemson when they get back into it, or Georgia, or whomever, you're, you guys are automatically going to get right your spots. It's just that's what it's coming down to. Yeah, it's 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 almost as if the 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 network. Big Mouse Ears Sports Network this has some sort of stake of making sure that the Blue Bloods 
are the only ones that are within the, the product that they push for the most and are paying exclusive rights for. It's almost, it's almost as if money matters. It, it's crazy. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> oh, speaking of money matters, well, again, we want to appreciate our uh, our sponsor for giving us a studio time. Absolutely. Drop them again. Lot and Block Real Estate Group with Compass. You can find them on Instagram at Lot and Block Group. And that's a lot L O T or L O T T? L O T. Like Friday Lot? Like Lot and Block. Got it. Okay. <laughs> no, we appreciate you guys uh, allowing us to record again in here. We wouldn't be in this VentureX studios without their support. Again, if you are interested in being the sponsor for our um, reaction podcast, that we would love to have twice a week, but due to scheduling and, and, whatever we want to we want to kind of make use of our time best so absolutely and i got a correction it's lot block group on instagram l-o-t-b-l-o-c-k-g-r-o-u-p lot block group on instagram thank you again uh before we get into our preview of uh smu and memphis this week i want to tell everybody that you can find us uh via email if you want to reach out to us to either be a sponsor or, or Tell us that we're doing terribly or tell us that we're doing wonderfully. Uh, that's at uh, believe, B-L-E-A-V-N-I-N-S-M-U at gmail.com. Highly official. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Twitter. I'm at I am Speeders, A-I-A-M-S-P-E-T-E-R-S. And I am at BMAC929, B-M-A-C-929. And we are on all the platforms uh, of podcasting so we we are our thing is through the believe podcast network and we appreciate them reaching out to us unsolicited to say are you guys interested in doing this as well as hosting all the all the stuff and pushing us out to spotify apple podcast google podcast amazon podcast everything that has a podcast we're there so uh Download us and listen to us. Give us some likes and love and hate and all that good stuff. We're here for it all. We're we're here for it all. We're ready for that heat. (laughs) All right. Transition. SMU versus Memphis. Week 10 of the college football season. Is that right? I feel like that's not right. But I I also think I feel like I did the math right. SMU is a five-point favorite favorite on the road Mm -hmm. with a 64% chance of winning. I'm going to say it right now. I think that's very high. I agree. One, we always play – SMU always plays funny at the Liberty Bowl. I don't know what it is about that that stadium, but it's like, it's like going to um, uh, to Navy, right? Right? There's right? Just something about some of these facilities that are hard to play in. Yeah, Liberty yeah. Bowl. Liberty Bowl is definitely one of them. Liberty Bowl is not going to sell out. You know, however big it is. What is it? Seventy thousand or whatever. I'm not sure. I know it's. I know it's changing its name. They got a corporate sponsor, and it's yuck. I hate corporate sponsors on 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 stadiums and stuff. <laughs> it's just, it, I, I don't want to have to say. 40 different names just to t- announce like a bowl. What's, What's going to be? One of them, I know, I know one of them has like, a, is it the PlayStation? No, it's something, one of these big uh, uh, New, Year's, New Year's Day bowls that has like 16 names <laughs> before you actually say the word bowl. Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so we're getting into that odd part of the season for SMU. Mm-hmm. So don't know what the what the issue is with, with going from late October into the end of the season. But it, we start to, or we, SMU starts to falter at this point. Mm-hmm. And we've already seen one falter with Houston mm-hmm. last week on Halloween, or the day before Halloween. Now we've got Memphis, which, again, they're saying they're two-to-one favorites, and they're only five-point favorites according to some lines. I, again, I don't think that's – I think I would take Memphis to win outright, to be mm-hmm. honest. Because of Memphis's ability to move the ball just as well as they're, SMU, they're very balanced. They're, um, the quarterback does like to get the ball up and down the field. He's been uh, he's protected it pretty well. I think he had one game with three picks, and outside of that, he's only thrown one other interception. And so he he definitely takes care of the ball. They've got a good uh, running back who you know can really light it up and get a lot of yards out there. And so they're definitely going to be something. Um, they're going to be able to, to to put some points on the board, definitely. Yeah, um, and I reached out to the the guys at uh, the Memphis Beat on Rivals dot com, which is where you can you know find content from from me on there as well as on Twitter and everything. But they did have a rough 
go of it against UCF uh, after mm-hmm. averaging about 35 points a game up until that point. They only scored seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I reached out. I haven't heard back yet why. but They lost their quarterback. Is that what it was? Yep, so starting was, quarterback went down. So is he g- done for the year? Or uh, is it game time decision. Game time decision. Okay, so that's probably where SMU is getting that, that edge. Mm-hmm. And it will probably change if the guy is rolled to play. Because right. uh, if you're looking at the raw statistics of the American Conference, SMU – Leads the conference at 501, 504 yards per game. Right now below them, it's Memphis, 462. Oh, my guess would have been Houston. No, I'm, I'm sorry. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're <laughs> Houston moving on. moved up. <laughs> Houston moved from ninth to eighth or yeah. whatever after this last week. But, no, it's it, just like this last week, something we were worried about when we talked last week was the explosiveness. Mm-hmm. And if that quarterback is back, is it Seth Hennigan? Yeah. yeah. Hennie. Yep. The, uh, the the Denton Ryan product. Mm-hmm. If he's back and playing, they're going to move the ball. And he he is much more cerebral than Toon is, at right. least from what I remember in his playoff or in his uh, high school days. Because he just led them to a state championship last year, mm-hmm. got them the year before and lost uh, on a uh, goal line stand. Not goal line stand, but a kind of a Hail Mary. I wouldn't call it a Hail Mary, but it was the last desperation heave into the end zone. Um so two times in the state championship, two never got there. They actually, I think, were knocked out. Anywho, I think he's a little bit more of a cerebral quarterback than than Toon. Mm-hmm. So if they're averaging 462 yards a game and SMU is giving up 407 yards a game while Memphis is also giving up 409, hmm. we're looking at another trap meet. And right. it's going to be imperative for SMU to get off to a much better start. Call me naive. I think Houston was a wake up call, and I hope so. If you if you did know what you needed to work on before the game, you definitely know now, and I think they'll put a lot of emphasis on it. Um, I don't think it'll be a a blowout game by any means. I do think it'll be tight, especially given that Memphis is coming off of a bye week as well, mm-hmm. and so they uh, you know they've had a little extra time to prepare, a little extra time to watch, a little extra. Um, motivation coming into the game, at, you know, with SMU coming off of their first loss, and so I definitely think we're going to get their best game that they that they've played this year. Yeah, um, ironically, SMU's twenty twenty one schedule is pretty much just like the twenty nineteen schedule, in which SMU went to TCU and beat them on the road for the Iron Skillet, then played Florida, uh, South Florida, the next week mm-hmm. uh, to start off conference play. And then at the same point of the schedule, they went to Houston, but this time they won in 2019 by three. Then they went to number 24, Memphis, and lost by six. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where the, the, the bad end of the season started. You then lose to Navy on the road uh, with wins against East Carolina and Tulane. You finish that season 10-3 and three after losing to Florida Atlantic in the uh, Fighting Lane Kiffins in uh, whichever bowl that was. Oh, the – Cherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl. There you go. I have no idea what that is, but there you go. <laughs> but this is the point where you you're as an SMU fan, you're you're might be pinching your butt cheeks together Just a little, little bit. bit because we, we we we've seen historically, even in the Dykes era, that they are not good finishers to the regular season. Right. In 2018, you lost to Cincinnati, then you beat Houston, UConn, then you lose to Memphis and Tulsa. In 2017, I think uh, this was at the end of the Chad Moore. No. Chad Morris? Yeah. Chad Morris, yeah. Yeah, because then Sonny Dykes took over in the um, DXL Frisco, Frisco Bowl. Bowl. You had uh, a pretty rough, not a rough start. You started 4-2, and two, then you won two in a row against Cincinnati and Tulsa. Then you go, lost to UCF, lost to Navy, lost to Memphis by 66-45. Jeez. And then you wrap up the regular season with a three-point win over Tulane, a seven-and-five, seven-and-five season, and Chad Morris is, I guess, was hailed as a, as a next great coach and went on to Arkansas, uh, and then Sonny Dykes t- took over. Mm-hmm. But in recent history, we've seen that this team falters. As an ex-player, what kind of psyche does that bring up? I mean, like if if you if you're known for this, how do you go about trying to fix that? Uh, I think with them bringing in younger players and transferring those other guys in, I don't think it I don't think it plays a huge role in I think if anything they're determined to say, This ain't us. Mm-hmm. You know, that happened in the past. 
that's not what we're going to be about. That you know that would be the the mindset of a lot of those players because we do have a lot of transfers that are on the field, mm-hmm. right? And so part of that, I think that's why they're there. You know, not just physic, not just their physical ability, but also what they bring to the table mentally as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, we took a punch. Let's get back. It's time to roll. Let's get it. We know what we did bad. We've got to learn from it. We've got to improve on it, and let's go. And so I don't think with it being such a new group of faces, I don't think that – because you, you got a new quarterback, you got a new tight end, mm-hmm. you got new linebackers. You you know, you they're everywhere. And so yeah. I think the mentality of SMU doesn't finish well, I don't think they're going to embrace that and, and try to – I don't think it's going to sit on their, their psyche pretty much what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, I got, I got you. Second part to that is 11 a.m. kickoffs when you played. How did you uh, feel about those? Because SMU. It's been a long time, man. Um, <laughs> you know, the, so the night games are too long. And then, you know, that, that afternoon game is really where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And so the, the benefit is you don't have to sit around in your hotel room mm-hmm. all day and Watch everybody else get to go have fun. But you do got to get up early. You got to get your day started early. You got to warm yourself up. You mm-hmm. got to get your mind right. And so, it, it, like I said, that's one of those things going into this game that I don't feel like necessarily favors SMU. No, because if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, they've played two 11 o'clock games, Louisiana Tech and TCU. Is that correct? Yes. What about Navy? I feel like that was that a mid-afternoon game. I think that was an afternoon game. Okay, so the they, they played two – Early kickoff games, um, and they squeaked by Louisiana Tech. We all know the uh, Big Ben play uh, to Roberson in the end zone. And then while they did jump on TCU early, they only won by eight. Mm-hmm. So, oh, we got to – you're busy. You're popular tonight. Hey, man. <laughs> how it goes. So, just you wonder, like, trying to get yourself off the, off the mat after being punched in the mouth like you did against Houston, and then you have to go into another road game on and play early. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of things, that variables, that are going to play into what will probably be maybe an ugly game or a fast-paced ugly game. I, I don't know. I, I haven't figured out yet, but I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of offense again, again right. depending on if Hennigan is playing for Memphis or not at, at under center. I think they should be – they'll probably be chomping at the bit to get back out there and get that bad taste out their mouth too, though. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of twofold, you know, they, it is an unusual time to have to get up, but you did mention they've done it twice already this season. And well, what I was getting at was that they haven't played their best, right? Um, you know, they've been in close games, TCU, they did play their best. And I think that's probably getting up for the skillet, mm-hmm. uh, because that, I don't think that means more to SMU than it does TCU. TCU has a weird at this point. TCU has a, so. <laughs> TCU has a weird uh, habit of looking down upon anybody who's not equal in you know stature to them. So mm-hmm. when I was at school, TCU never wanted to play UT Arlington in basketball because it was a lose lose proposition. Right. You know, if they lose to UTA, well then what the hell are you guys doing over there at TCU? If we beat them, I mean you're supposed to beat UTA. And right. there was one game where it was really close, and I was I was really hyped and at the at the Scholemeyer Arena and all that stuff. I was like, yeah, go Larry Posey, go go everybody, and <laughs> it was close. Um, but I th- like I said, I think S- it means a little bit more to SMU than it does TCU. Um, so that's probably why SMU played a little bit up. But mm-hmm. again, they only won by eight. That's a one per- one possession game, right? So um, I don't know. I I, they, I think we're in some mixed- more good football or good football games. I'll say that. I'm sorry. What I think we're in for another good football game. I hope so. Um, I, I think really, I okay. If we're not going to have a full sixty minutes of football, let's make sure we play the best football at the end. Right, right, right. Oh, let's whatever. Sa- save it for when we need it. Um, <laughs> right. Or you know what? Actually, bookend it. I think I'd rather them start strong, lull in the middle, and play it even, and then you know put the gas, uh, put the pedal to the to the gas again at the end. And go out as a, as you know maybe an easy win as opposed to biting your nails and wondering how this is going to shake out and lose on a walk off touchdown. Right, right, right. There was something else you wanted to talk about. It was uh, was it Beckham, the Beckham Baker thing. Oh yeah, I'm trying to. Where do you think that's going to go? They, you know, Odell Beckham's dad well, puts he, out a video yeah. pretty much showing him being open and Baker missing him. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, regardless of who's acting on their own, if somebody's going to do that. 
everybody's assuming it came from the player. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I'm not going to tell my dad not to do it type thing sure. or whatever. And um, I saw a report today that said that they sent Odell home and um, the coach told them that he's essentially not part of their team right now. Yeah, he was almost traded. Right. This past uh, – the trade deadline was yesterday, yesterday. As at the time of this recording, which was Tuesday – he was almost traded to the was it the Saints that were looking at him? The Saints, yes. Um I mean, there's always been some issues with Odell. He was he was a I think he was a, a good uh character guy at LSU. Mm-hmm. I didn't I don't remember hearing anything coming out of uh, out of that camp when he was at LSU. But it's you know, he got to the Giants and he beca- became a little bit of a hothead and then he got traded because of character and, and teammate issues. And then he's now doing the same thing. I mean, even the first year at Cleveland, things right. started rough. Right. Uh, kind of getting into it with Baker. And then he, they got Jarvis Landry, mm-hmm. uh, his teammate back at LSU. And now, now, question, is that is that character issues or is that just a guy that wants to win? I think there's a line. I mean, right. you know this answer, but I think there's a line <laughs> that you that you as an athlete you you straddle. There is passion, but then there's also detrimental conduct right. to the team. And right. if you are, if if you know what the rules are or the expectations are of you, and you keep venturing to the conduct conduct detrimental to the team, right? That speaks more to you as a as a, as your character as opposed to just someone who's just I'm in the moment. Yeah, granted. He may not have said, Dad, I want you to do this, or didn't tell Dad not to do this, but, I mean, he can also come out and say, I, I wish he had not done that. Exactly. Like, you can, you, can, you can apologize for someone in your camp or whatever because exactly. you, you, can't, you can't control what they do. Yep. You can only hope that they wouldn't do that for you. But since he hasn't said anything, he was about to be traded. Mm-hmm. There's just there's there's something underlying I think I mean any reporter will, will tell you that where there is smoke there's, there's fire there's always going to be fire right I mean the guy again he's a he's an all world talent we've all seen the catch on Brandon Carr uh, when he played for the Giants that three finger catch in the end zone absolutely I mean he's got otherworldly talent mm-hmm. but there is at some point. It, it, you just you don't want to deal with it anymore. It's the same thing that uh, became with uh, Deshaun Jackson. Right. He straddled that, but he wasn't. I don't think he as big of a detriment to the Eagles and every, every other stop that he's been at. But he's always as he's getting uh, getting cut as he's well. He's getting cut <laughs> from by the Rams and everything. Yep. Yeah. But like he straddled that. I'm just passionate and I'm just going to be a, a, basically an a hole right. about everything and. Right. You know, I mean, at some point they don't want to deal with the a hole anymore. And Absolutely. Just like, hey, we can we can we can have an addition by subtraction and use the sum of the parts to you know replicate what, what you can do. Absolutely, so, I get it. Man, I appreciate everybody. Brian, I'm sure appreciates everybody who has downloaded this podcast. No question, we appreciate uh, and, the support and, and and reached out to us on Twitter, either DMs or whatever. You can again follow us on Twitter. Uh, I am Speeders. Brian, BMAC929. Uh, we're also at the Hill Topics or SME Rivals, I should say, at SME Rivals. You can email the show at believe, B L E A V I N S M U at gmail.com. That's believe in SMU. Brian, any parting shots before we our studio time is up and they kick us out? Uh, I don't think I, I think I got it all out. Are you sure? I, I think I got feel, it all out. Do you feel fulfilled in your exorcism of mean? spirited I, I hatred toward SMU's <laughs> performance. <laughs> I think I got it out. We'll, we'll see how I feel on Saturday. Right. How about no, that? Yeah, no, well, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely know about, about late fourth quarter, how you're feeling uh, <laughs> with, with the volume of the text messages that come in. Now I know you yeah. got, you got family and everything like that. I, I'm not going to expect you to <laughs> text the entire, like every play and everything like that, but it is, I, I enjoy, I enjoy being able to text with you as you know, a, as, as a kind of like a colleague, and then as well as somebody who has more of a professional insight to, you know, having played and everything like that. Because I was saying in the game, it looked like they were playing zero coverage on some of those plays. And you're telling me, no, no, they were, they were playing uh, cover four. Cover four. Yeah. And then you would tell me that, okay, that one was zero coverage. I think it was the third Dell touchdown was zero coverage. Yep. Right? Uh, or was it one up? It was, it was, that was a, that was an out route to give them the first down that led to that third touchdown. No, no, Dell I'm talking touchdown. about the little skinny post into uh, his third touchdown. The skinny was one. So it was a, yeah, it was a yeah, one, yeah, so yeah. one coverage. So, yep. sing, so yeah, single yeah. high coverage for all those uh, 
uh, technical jargon heads out there. You know, one safety deep and everybody's pressed up on man, and he just beat them into the skinny post. And yeah, it was rough. It's gonna be. I gotta move on. I gotta let it go. It's it's. I've well, been seeing it. To move on though, it's it's gonna be a tough test. Again, it all depends on if uh, Hennigan is there or not. Um, right. Because if they're not, obviously you see that they can't move the ball or score uh, that well. And if he's back and and healthy, uh, you know he's gonna test that secondary. I still believe SMU is their biggest hurdle. Hennigan or no Hennigan. You believe SMU is their biggest hurdle? They're, they are their biggest hurdle. Period. Yeah, I mean, well, no, they have Houston coming up. <laughs> you know, you're talking about Houston. No, I'm saying SMU is SMU's biggest. Oh, hurdle, S- not oh, Memphis. oh, oh, okay. I'm about to say, like, are we previewing at Memphis now? No, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> SMU is SMU's biggest hurdle, whether Hennigan is playing or not. They've yeah. got to stop beating themselves first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Because if they're going to beat themselves, it don't matter who's back. I can go back there, throw a few passes around, and, and get a I W. You if you're not going to, if you're going to beat yourself. Right. No, I, I agree. Um, you know, I, I want to see them play a complete game, but I'll, I'll take with. I'll take just being able to keep the guys in front of them and and, and tackle and tackle. Boy, yep. tackling's bad. <laughs> what is it? Just a highlight reel? Want to want to get on Sports Center decleat somebody, or is it just <laughs> worried about a uh, fictitious personal foul I, call? I, I didn't. I didn't get to play with all these rules, so I couldn't tell you. I, I'll say that. Be blessed that you didn't. I guess yeah, right. I don't want to have to lose any time for hitting somebody hard. <laughs> what? Right. Oh man. Or tackling. Yeah bad for you guys i'm sorry it's tough guys we appreciate your time uh, and listening Um, again if you want to sponsor the 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 day after the instant reaction podcast you can hit us up on that email i believe in smu uh at gmail.com or you can hit us up on twitter we would love to have you know two twice a week um well right now we're just going to do this once an hour uh, once a week for an hour kind of talk about what we saw and then talk about what's coming up and and we'll uh, get our insights and chop it up about whatever else as well out of work get at us let us know if you guys want us to discuss something any any topics that come up anything that you think would be interesting to hear our thoughts on definitely shoot it to us yeah absolutely again uh he's brian mccann i'm steven peters this has been the believe in smu podcast and we'll catch you next week yeah thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.